amplify your career through training and development solutions specifically designed for federal government professionals. From courses to help you attain or retain certification, to individualized coaching services, to programs that hone your leadership skills and business acumen, Management Concepts optimizes your professional development. Online, in person, individually, or groups, it's training that's measurably better. Learn more at managementconcepts.com. That's managementconcepts.com. Amplify your career through training and development solutions specifically designed for federal government professionals. From courses to help you attain or retain certification, to individualized coaching services, to programs that hone your leadership skills and business acumen, Management Concepts optimizes your professional development. Online, in person, individually, or groups, it's training that's measurably better. Learn more at managementconcepts.com. That's managementconcepts.com. Amplify your career through training and development solutions specifically designed for federal government professionals. From courses to help you attain or retain certification, to individualized coaching services, to programs that hone your leadership skills and business acumen, Management Concepts optimizes your professional development. Online, in person, individually, or groups, it's training that's measurably better. Learn more at managementconcepts.com. That's managementconcepts.com. Thanks for choosing this free Anfield Index podcast. If you'd prefer to listen to this or any of our other shows without adverts, then now's the time to check out Anfield Index Pro. With AI Pro, you can supercharge your entire listening experience. You'll not only get all of our podcasts without the ads, but you'll have them far faster with our quick publish feature available exclusively for subscribers. AI Pro also puts you in the heart of our sound studio, with an option to listen to many of our shows live and interact with the podcasters in real time as the shows are recording. Upgrading couldn't be easier. AI Pro is available on all popular podcast platforms and we have our own apps for Apple and Android. Just head on over to AnfieldIndexPro.com and get started today. Hello and welcome to the Daily Red, your lunchtime catch-up on all things Liverpool FC. <clears throat> By all things, I just mean my opinions. Um, on a Tuesday on which we're still in a in a holding pattern, it would seem. Um, I appear to be the only person still confident that we'll get our work done this summer, that we'll get the, the two midfielders in that we need. Um, I've grown less confident that we'll get the centre-back that we need. I think Jürgen's going to be silly and stick with Robbo at least until January, which, based on his performance against Chelsea, will be a costly decision. But... If we play a traditional back four, then I think we can get away with it. It's still not ideal because Robertson doesn't look good in a traditional back four at the moment either. But if he only plays one game a week and Costas plays the others, maybe a more rest than Andy Robertson can still give you, you know, a seven out of ten on a Saturday. Um, or as it will be a Sunday because we have Europa League. Um, rumours today that we have approached Crystal Palace about Czech de Cure. I've said it for well over a month now. He would be absolutely ideal. Outstanding defensively. He's good on the ball. He's clever. He's tough. He's durable. And it's not just the one season at Palace. He was really good for the four years prior to that at Lens. Two in the top flight, two in the second division. He's 
not come to where he is now without graft and grind. And I like that mentality. And we like that mentality as a club. It is something that we've always aimed at, is players that have not taken the road most travelled. It's players that have come to where they are in a roundabout way, like Virgil, for example. Groningen, Celtic, Southampton. He was good enough to play for anyone in the Premier League direct out of Groningen. Coming out of Celtic, he was good enough to walk into the best teams in England. Still had to go to Southampton. Was the best centre-back in the league at Southampton before he got injured. Alisson arrives in Europe, sits on the bench for a year behind Szczesny who's mediocre at best. Sadio. Mets. Salzburg. Southampton. Then Liverpool. Salah. Leaves Egypt. Goes to Basel. Goes to Chelsea. It doesn't work out. Goes to Fiorentina. Goes to Roma. Then Liverpool. We don't tend to do the direct path stars. Like even Fab, you look at Fabinho's career, look at the way it went. Look at Ginny Wijnaldum, how long he spent in the Netherlands coming across Newcastle, getting relegated, Andy Robertson. All of the ones who've been, Bobby, Bobby's another one. But all of the ones that have been truly great for us have had a bit of a roundabout path to get to us. We haven't just bought them from the club that they've come through the academy of. They've all had to have those trials and tribulations. They've all had to gain their battle scars because it makes them more ready for the daunting task of playing for a club like Liverpool. And obviously Moises Caicedo and Romeo Lavia just didn't have the minerals to come and play for a big club. So they've taken the bag of money to play for a small Southern club. And that's fine. Away with, I hope Romeo Lavia has a very good time sitting on Chelsea's bench. I genuinely do. Um, This is Anfield have put up a list of 10 defensive midfield options and I will be the official judge of whether these players are good enough for Liverpool or not. Now, I can already tell from a couple of names in the title that some of them are not actual defensive midfielders. They might play in a double pivot. They might do some ball winning. They're not actual defensive midfielders. Uh, initially, this list included Romeo Lavia and Cech de Coure. Uh, now it has been altered to include Andre and Fafana, but we'll get into these. So Cech de Coure is the top name on the list. I think he is genuinely perfect. And I've said it before, I think defensively he's every bit as good. I think he's actually... A, a notch better than Moises Caicedo. And I think if he's given freedom to show what he can do on the ball, he can be the equal of Caicedo. Now, Caicedo is a couple of years younger. So you'd imagine when he gets to Decoure's age, he will be better than Decoure is now. But like I say, I think Czech Decoure is not somebody that anybody should be disappointed with. I think he's a fantastic player. Um, Andre Trinidad of Fluminense. He's not a defensive midfielder. He's really good in a double pivot. He's a deep-lying playmaker more than he is a defensive midfielder. But 
He is fearless. Absolutely fearless. Does not care how big and strong you are. He will happily throw himself into things. I would love him to replace Thiago when Thiago leaves. So I'd be trying to set up a deal to get him for January because it looks like Fluminense don't want to sell him in this window because they're still in the Copa Libertadores. So I think you try and do that deal now to get him to come across in January, which is beneficial because Decoure will go to AFCON. So you'd have on coming in and he could take up some minutes there. Um, Bubakar Kamara, if you can't get Decoure, he should be the next one on the list. The only knock on him is there have been some injuries that would concern me a little bit. Now, he'll be expensive like Decoure, probably in that same kind of price range. But he's a tremendous player. Villa got him for free last last summer while we sat on our hands. So if you put $60 million on the table, I do wonder if they'd twitch at it. I do, because that's a ferocious amount of profit to make on a player. Uh, Manu Kone, for me, he's the second one we should be bringing in this window. Uh, he's not uh, a traditional six but he can play as a defensive midfielder. He's an exceptionally good ball winner. He's a very good ball carrier. I think if he'd played in, or if he hadn't gotten hurt in the Euros, I think France would have been the biggest competitor to England. Um, he's available apparently for around 30, 35 million. If we can get him and Decoure for the money we were willing to pay for Caicedo, and then sort Andre for January, knowing that Thiago will leave next summer. So we we need three across this window and that window anyway. I think that's about as perfect as you can do. Decoure, Kone, and Andre. I think they'd be perfect. Ball winning, ball playing ability. Dynamic players. Kone and Decoure could play together. Andre and Decoure could play together. Kone and Andre could play together. So you, you'd have flexibility to change the shape. You could go to a double pivot in midfield with Alexis and Dominic playing as dual tens ahead of them and just play two up front. Kone's clever enough that you could probably coach him to play the hybrid role that Trent does as well. Now, you wouldn't want him doing it every game, but for a, a short run of games, yeah, absolutely. Ibrahim Sanger, he's, he's a good player. He's not good enough to come in and start for us. He'd be fine as a backup. If you got to Kure, then getting Sanger would be good. The problem there is that they would both go to AFCON, so you can't really do that. Uh, Florentino Luis, he'd be great either. He'd be great either as the Decore alternative or preferably as the, the, the Kone alternative, though I would prefer to get Kone because I think you can afford, if you can get Kone, you can get Kone and Andre. Whereas I think if you get Luis, that takes up the, both of that pots of money. So it's, you know, a choice of getting two and that's it. And then you have to scramble around, try and find money for something else to replace Thiago or getting two now and getting the other fella in January. Um, but Florentino's great. Like he is really, really good. He's an exceptional ball winner. Um, plays quite similarly to Fab. So you certainly wouldn't have 
um, too many concerns about him. Tyler Adams, very good player, but again, he'd be more suited to the backup role. It looks like he's going to go to Bournemouth. The injuries would really scare me with him. He's had a lot of muscle injuries. And for a player whose game is built on being really dynamic, covering tons of ground at a high speed and being involved in a lot of tackles, that would worry me. Uh, Taylor Coopminers, he just isn't a defensive midfielder and he's dog slow. Very, very good player, but really, really slow. He's big and he's strong, but he just can't move. And then there's Martin Zubamendi. Now, he allegedly has a buyout clause. And it's apparently in the 60 million region. And he's really good. He's not the most physical. He's more of that sort of read the game really well, block off passing lanes. He's great on the ball. He's the best on the ball of this list by a considerable margin, to be fair. Oh, Andre's the only one that will be close to him. I wouldn't be against Subamendi at all, but I would still want a Kone or a Florentino Luis with him, that that ball-winning type, so you have that extra option. Um, Yusuf Fafana is good, but he's not a defensive midfielder. He's a box-to-box midfielder. Um, his He's at his best playing next to a holding midfielder, being allowed to go and roam and win the ball high up the pitch and cause turnovers and cause chaos. And I wouldn't be against, if, if it was him and Dukure, I wouldn't be against it. If it was him and Kamara, if it was him and Zubamendi, I wouldn't be against it. But you can't make him your primary six. I think what you'd end up with there is you'd end up with Timu Bakayoko because that's more what he's like. Like him and Chuameni and now him and Kamara is like Bakayoko and Fab, except Chuameni and Kamara are the Fab. They're the, the sitting holding midfielder, the ball winner, the one that keeps play moving. And he's the Bakayoko. He's the one that's going and disrupting and causing chaos and he's very good at it but so was Bakayoko like Bakayoko was really good at at Monaco and obviously comes to Chelsea and they tried to put him in a more restrictive role and never gave him that freedom to go and do the things he was really good at and I'd worry that if we put Fafana in that similar type of role you'd just get a neutered version of him and some of the issues in his game, like a lack of positional awareness, not tracking runners, things like that would start to crop up. If he's got freedom and he's defending on the ball and someone else is doing that other job of sitting in, shielding the defence, picking up runners, then you get the best out of him. Um, Speaking of not picking up runners, I see Jordan Henderson was absolutely atrocious uh, for a goal conceded by Al Etifak that was scored by Sadio Mane. Now, Alet, in fact, did win the game 2 1. Um, but Al Nazir had half, not even half a team out. They were missing all their stars, Barmane. So, a little bit of an odd one. Uh, we'll move on to liverpool.com. 
where the headline piece is about Matthias Nunes. Now, we have not been linked to Nunes. I have not heard any reliable reporting that we are even considering Matthias Nunes again. Obviously, we was we were strongly linked to him last summer. We were linked before this window kicked off. Um, he was one of the, the names that journalists had, largely because they were just given a bunch of names to keep them quiet. Um, but we don't seem to have even considered him this summer. Now, he is a number eight. He's a very good player, but he's a number eight, and we, we, we actually have no need for him. So I don't know why we would consider it. Uh, Ibrahim Sanger. Um, oh, here we go. A dream squad. These these are always fun. Um, there's a piece about Andre, a piece about Mo, piece about Giancarlo Inacio. Liverpool exposes £140 million pot as Jurgen Klopp switch after Moises Caicedo should be clear and there's a picture check to Kure. So I'm assuming the picture is about to Kure. Uh, another piece about Sanger, piece about Caicedo, a couple of pieces about Trent. Jurgen Klopp decision proved right as Liverpool star back to his best in Chelsea masterclass. I assume that's about Virgil. Um, there's a piece about Thiago. Liverpool should target next Dominic Zabalsley transfer for Europe's most informed teenager. Well, we're definitely going to check this out. Um, Christian Litzes from Ferenc Farosh. Oh, I remember his dad. Mm, his dad played for Werder Bremen. Um... Six goals and three assists in 670 minutes. That's pretty special, in fairness. I know it's at a, a very, very much a lower league, but yeah, I mean, get all the Hungarian lads in. Who's that written by? It's written by Ben Boxic. Ben is the best around for anything connected to Hungarian football. So absolutely, if Ben is saying to get him in, get him in. Ben was on Dominic when Dominic was 17. So the guy can spot a player. And um, if if he's suggesting that we should be keeping an eye on this kid or make a move for him, I'm fully on board. Why not? Especially considering he's not going to cost a whole bunch. Not now. Not coming from there. He will once he gets a move somewhere else, though. So make the move now. Um, right, here's the, the dream Liverpool squad using the Moises Caicedo cash. Now, Ibrahim Sanger should not be part of your dream in, in any situation. If that's your dream, consult a doctor because you're, you're a therapist, maybe, because um, you have significant issues. Sanger is a good player. He's not a Liverpool-caliber starter. He just isn't. He looks decent in a pub league, but it's not like he's the standout defensive midfielder in that league. Edson Alvarez and Matt Fiefer are every bit as good as him. And I wouldn't class either of them as being good enough for us either. Alvarez just gone to West Ham. Fiefer strangely hasn't seemingly had any bids come in for him this summer, which is a little bit surprising. I actually thought that Feyenoord team would get broken up a bit more. But so far, it's only Koku who's left. He's gone to Benfica. 
Um, Gertruda was very close to signing for Leipzig, but then that deal fell apart. So very hard to know um, if he'll leave. And, and obviously, yeah, Viefer, there's been nothing there. Uh, Patrick Rowe, trainee football writer. Uh, let's have a look at what Patrick has had to say. Um, right. Right, goalkeepers. I'm just going to ignore everything else. Oh, Jesus Christ. This is woeful. This is absolutely woeful. He, he suggested that we should sign Sanger, Benjamin Pavard, and Andre. That's that's his idea of a dream window. That is atrocious. Absolutely atrocious. Um, uh, Mr. Rowe, your writing, to be fair, looks good. It's it's actually a well written piece, from what I'm what I'm seeing. But your football knowledge is an absolute atrocity. Benjamin Pavard would be a horrible signing. He's like a slow version of Joe Gomez. Um, Anfield Watch, there's a piece about Manu Kone, piece about Ox, piece about Lavia. There's some lies from Jack Talbot, of course. Um, there's a piece about Jordan Henderson's lies. There's player ratings from the Chelsea game and three things we learned from the draw with Chelsea. On to the main event, AnfieldIndex.com. There's a piece about what went wrong with the fullbacks against Chelsea. Um, Didi Hamann says Liverpool are as far away as they were last season, if not further, but Didi Hamann is an absolute moron, so who cares? There's a piece about Ben Doak and the fact there's been quite a bit of loan interest. There's a piece about Mo, a piece about Andre, and then there are some podcasts listened. If you haven't listened to the season preview, on Under Pressure, make sure you do that with two Dans, Cy and Phil. There's the first Raw of the season. Um, Guy hosted because Trev is away. Myself and Harry were the panellists. Um, it will be Guy, myself and Carl for Bournemouth and then Trev will be back and normal service will resume. Uh, Dave Davis and Mark Evans did a Red Alert special on Pro Plus, so check that one out. And myself and Carl did a scouted yesterday, which I think came out this morning, where we looked at our favourite transfers from around Europe this summer. We had a chat about the Caicedo stuff, the Lavia stuff, the Chelsea game, and Harry Welchy, Mark Roberts put just a horrendous question to match it, which is, it's very funny to try and see him dig through the shit on that one. So do give that a listen and uh, and make sure you listen to me tomorrow. Take care of yourselves. Bye-bye. We hope you enjoyed listening to this Anfield Index show. Please be sure to subscribe to our channel so future podcasts find their way to your device automatically. There's nothing quite like fan engagement and we'd love to know what you think of anything discussed on this show. The best way to get in touch is over on our free Discord community, where both podcasters and listeners debate the hottest LFC topics 24-7. Sign up free now at anfieldindex.com forward slash discord. You won't regret it. You can also follow us on Twitter at Anfield Index 
and find us on Facebook by searching for Anfield Index. Oh, and before you go, we'd love it if you could leave us a five-star review on your favourite podcast app. It only takes a couple of seconds, and it means the world to the people who create these free shows. Sports Social Podcast Network. Amplify your career through training and development solutions specifically designed for federal government professionals. From courses to help you attain or retain certification, to individualized coaching services, to programs that hone your leadership skills and business acumen, Management Concepts optimizes your professional development. Online, in person, individually, or groups, it's training that's measurably better. Learn more at managementconcepts.com. That's managementconcepts.com. 